The Lost Hero, Chapter 27, Piper. Piper wanted to run for the elevator. Her second choice? Attack the weird princess now! Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Period, queen. You tell him. This is something I just noticed when I picked up my book. Um, and it is written <laughs> in pencil sloppily. Belongs to Shane Stallman. Um, Hi, so, Shane. so apparently Hi, this, is, it, this is my brother's book. That's very funny. Um, that is very funny. I did not know that he stuck claim to it. Because he, he also recently just bought his own copy of all of the, the Heroes of Olympus books. Really? Like, uh, like like new hardcover copies of the that was what he did with his I guess not recently like a year ago with his first paycheck from Dairy Queen it runs in the family I love it (laughs) from Dairy Queen yes he was like I have money now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna buy a copy of all the Heroes of Olympus books I love it I don't know I hope I'm certain he brought them to school with him Um, but at home, he had them. He had a, he built a shelf specifically for them. Mm-hmm. They're all together over his bed. But I, I bet he brought them to school. I don't know a hundred percent if he did, but I feel like he did. Nice, nice. Eva, Neve, how are we doing? Um, I so something that I've been doing as of late is buying loaves of sourdough bread when I am emotionally overwhelmed. Ava goes through more sourdough bread than I've ever seen. It's so (laughs) impressive. Thank you. Ava's diet has been almost solely sourdough bread. It has. Um, And iced coffee, which I'm now realizing is definitely not good for me because I think I'm still affected by caffeine, and I didn't think I was. Um... Long story. But anyway, um, I'm okay. It's been a tough few days. Um, I don't really know why. But in general, I've had a lovely lovely few weeks, lovely few months. Um, so it's just a little bump in the road. But I started rehearsals for my show a couple weeks ago, and it's the most fun ever. And so, yeah. Yeah, me. I'm doing good. Um, kind of sleepy all the time. <laughs> Period. But I'm excited about, um, yeah, I'm doing well. Semester's been fun. Uh, specifically on the days, like specifically Sundays, I am sleepy all of the day. So, <laughs> but yeah, doing good. RA responsibilities are getting like more intense this week, which is sad, but <laughs> doing well. Yeah. How are you, Brady? Yeah. I'm in a, a bittersweet yeah. mood. Yeah. Um, I'm exhausted. My The show that I've been working on since before the semester began. It was amazing. Oh, Thank you. Amazing. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the show, the show that I, as assistant directing and helped write, um, went up this weekend. So going through tech and was exhausting. Um, and... The shows happened. They were great. I'm very proud of the cast and everyone that I worked with. I'm very happy with 
how it went, and I I was happy with the audience reception. Um, yeah. I'm very proud of the work. Uh, so I'm excited that that it has happened. I'm very sad that it's over because now I have so much more free time. <laughs> um, I don't really know what I'm going to do with myself. Um, I, from the six hours a day that I was working on this yeah. show. Um, but yeah, I'm sad that it's over, but I'm excited that it happened. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm mostly tired. <laughs> Before anything else, I am a tired. I am a tired. I am... I am a tired. I am a tired. I am a tired. Anyway. Anyways, this week we are discussing the lost hero because I feel like we have been discussing the lost hero for eternity. Decades. Uh, chapters twenty-seven through thirty, manipula- uh, through the theme of manipulation. Mm. This is. The Medea episode. Yeah. So hold on to your hats, folks. This is about to be an episode. <laughs> Get crazy. Get crazy. All right. And speaking of crazy, Ava. All right. <laughs> you are giving the summary this week. Correct. I was. I'm. I was. Meaning to to uh, attribute crazy to like having to do the summary. No, you weren't wrong, but I did kind of. It just did come off as a personal thing. No, you just weren't correct. I mean, you were not incorrect. I'm a little unhinged, and you know what? That's okay. It is okay. Are you ready? Um. Well. Um. Are you ready for it? Dun dun dun. <laughs> With that, um, I'm more ready. So, accepted. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I know that was an unhinged sound to make, but it was pretty accurate, no, I and therefore... It. I'm glad you went for it. Thank you. Yep. Okay, it's just me and my bread against the world. Let's do it. I do have to say, now that I'm looking at it, we have read 339 pages. Wow. That's kind of crazy. This book is so much longer than the, the uh, Percy Jackson books. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, your 45-second recap begins in three, two, one, go. Fuck. Okay, well, <laughs> so they they uh, encounter Medea, and there's this whole um, issue where she is being really demonized, and I have some problems, a lot of problems with it. Um, yeah, we're going to discuss that. It's going to be interesting, because Rick, as a whole, does not... Um, Mm, women, you know? So anyway, um, there's this whole Medea issue, and if I talk any more about it, I won't shut the fuck up. So, um, there's that, and then, and then, they see Hephaestus, um, and Hephaestus is like, hey, Leo, like, crazy thing, you have a Greek side and a Roman side, kind of. Um, and also, then, they crash Festus by accident, and then Festus dies, and it's like, nothing good can last forever. I think it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I just like your your outro that nothing good can last forever. Yeah. Well, they said very that. very outsiders. Nothing, nothing good can, can stay. Nothing good can stay. What grade did you guys have to read that? Seven. 
Seventh. Oh, I was gonna say I mine was seventh too. It would have been really crazy if if yours was seventh as well. It would have. A universal seventh uh, grade book. Sixth or seventh grade makes a lot of sense for the outsiders. Yeah. What grade did you guys read the outsiders? Please let us know. We would actually genuinely like to know. Or did they stop reading the outsiders at some point? That would be wild. Yeah. It feels like you have to read The Outsiders. I agree. And forget most of it. Yeah. But there are greasers and soches. Mm-hmm. Maybe The Outsiders wasn't as good as we were taught to think it was. Mm-hmm. The more I think about it. I don't remember enough of it to make a judgment. I don't either. Interesting. Mm. Stay gold, pony boy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What songs did we pick this week? Oh, okay. Well, I picked kind of Rick for the episode because we all <clears throat> had a... We, we speed planned our night, kind of, where we are recording right now. And uh, that was the one thing that I forgot to do, was pick my song after I speed read on the chapters. Um, But I was going through my late October playlist, and um, I realized that the song Paper Bag by Fiona Apple um, really really sums up Medea and the old Jason's relationship um, and how problematic it was and in which ways it was problematic. Um, so it really hit when I was like reading over the lyrics. Um, and yeah, I stand by that. I love it. Yeah. You? My song is off of Oh Wonder's new album, 22 Break. And it is called Roller Coaster Baby. Um, it's just very beautiful and also very tragic. So <laughs> I just that that's that. The chorus is just the repeating phrase of um, "There's a hole in my heart and it's got your name on it." Uh, yeah, it's very very sad, but it's so good. Um, and also, a Wonder's new album has been scratching the brain itch recently. Like I spent all of this past week being like I want to listen to something but I just can't figure out what I want I to listen to I feel that and I, I was like ah! and then I listened to this song and this album and I was like I found it oh this that is the best feeling ever so did yeah you listen guys, to 22 break it's a very good album speaking of did you guys know um guess who released a new album like two two days ago who Duran Duran. Why? I don't know. Oh. But it's crazy. And, like, it's kind of good. But anyway, just thought I'd let everyone know, because that's absurd to me. They're they're old, but they're thinking. Brayden? Oh, also, I think Apple released a new song yes, this weekend. they did. I haven't listened to it yet, but mm-hmm. I saw it, like, go up on my, like, on your radar on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I forgot that this was a thing that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, my pick is... Uh, I was originally had some other ideas, but they felt too on the nose. So mine is Get Used to It by Ricky Montgomery. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Oh my God. Because it feels like, it feels very much describing of Medea's, um, situation and her history. Mm-hmm. Um, I like thinking of the lie, like, uh, you want a garden, but you got a balcony. Something about that. Every Whoa. single song that that man 
drops is like the most tragic shit I've heard in my life. I don't know that one. Anything Ricky Montgomery does is so sad and beautiful. So sad and beautiful. And I love it. I haven't listened to his new song yet, though. I know he just came out with a new song. I have not listened to it yet. Yeah. I'm so behind. I know. I was sure. I was in tech and it was not worth going through that I already I already I already had to deal with um easy on me coming out in the middle of tech that one really got me that also really got me it yeah it hit I'm so excited for the new album Mm me too me too I hope Mm. it's called not a number I think it will be no I hope it's literally called not a number. Oh. No, actually, I, I was just being an ass. Um, <laughs> but wouldn't that be funny if, like, she made a joke about... Mm. Oh, no. Neve dropped her M&M. I just had to <laughs> share that with everyone. Guys, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Oh, Lay it to rest. Lay it to rest. Mm. What do we forget? All right. Not much about these ones, gotta be honest. Really? I was just dying. Very sad. That one stuck out. And also Medea as a character also stuck out, but it's mostly for me, it's mostly the best of times, really. I mean, what did Ava remember? Um I remembered Medea. Her presence. <laughs> but also like who can forget Medea? You know what I mean? Um and I forgot everything else. <laughs> So, doing well. Um, forgot that Bestus died. I don't know if you guys heard, but when I was finishing up the audiobook in my room, um, I did loudly say, oh, fuck, when I realized what happened. Because it was a surprise. <laughs> so. I like that you get to experience everything for the first time, Ava. Yeah, most things. Even though you've already read it. Yep. I love it. <laughs> it's my brand. I like having a brand. Did you forget anything, Brittany? I, I I forgot Festus died this soon. Mm. I I'm kind of a little off put by it. Me too. I'm trying He's to like the whole cover. Like like I knew it was happening, and I know knew it was going to happen. I'm just ne- now not remembering how they transport themselves for the rest of the book. Um, so I'm processing that. But the Medea chapters are have been very distinct in my brain, mind, and experience of life. So true. Oh, I thought you were trying to meld the words brain and mind into one. Right. I thought it was like very distinct in my brain, mind, and experience. <laughs> but no, there was a comma. I understand now. Very distinct in my brain, mind. <laughs> and with that, these three brain minds are going to take a break, and then we'll be right back after the break to discuss the theme of manipulation. Yeah, we will. Oh, right, we're back. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, definitely. No. Um, it's like confrontational. Yeah. 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 We we're are. back. Mm. Oh, fight me. And we're talking about the theme of manipulation. Um, so, <coughs> manipulation. Uh, we could talk about Medea and her skills of manipulation um, and charm speak, or we could talk about how Rick Riordan chose to manipulate Medea's story um, mm-hmm. and the historical manipulation of Medea's story that paints um, victims as the villains uh, in a man's story. Literally. Mm-hmm. I Take it away, Brayden. Yes. I, so I was listening to these chapters and at first I, I was surprised with, with how much of the story that they did go into in a way that I, I thought a lot of it showed her side well to begin with. And then there was one very specific line that was said that really undermined any redeeming qualities. And it was, I did it for love. And I was like, God fucking damn it. (laughs) Because they even addressed that, like Aphrodite manipulated her, like had Cupid hit her with the arrow so that she fell in love with Jason. Like all of that being in there was like, like that is a great background. I feel like the fact that she didn't didn't just fall in love with him, that the gods made made her fall in love with him mm-hmm. was a really important aspect of her story. But instead they just have a line in there where Medea is like, <laughs> I did it for love. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I agree. Because that's so ridiculous. It is. Because I think, like, obviously there is, I think it's up to people's interpretation whether, like, being hit by Cupid's arrow is real love or not, and what real love means. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, there is probably an aspect of Medea loves Jason somewhat. Yeah. But I think the narrative that you can do all of those insane things just for love is takes away all of Medea's autonomy. I agree. Yeah. Because I view Medea as as coming from a place of protecting her own reputation. Yeah. And I think that is fine. <laughs> you know? Like, she, what she's doing is she's doubling, she picks a side and she doubles down on it, and she's protecting her own safety and reputation, not just Jason's. And she... She is tricked by the gods into betraying her family. And because of that, she has to do all these things to protect herself. And she ends up doing bad things. And there's, like, no part of me is going to be like, oh, her actions are fine. But to say that Medea is crazy and she just was in love and she was hurt... And she did these, and there was a line too that was like, oh, what Jason did was bad, but what Medea did was so much worse. And that Jason can, and all these heroes in Greek myths 
can get away with their bad behavior, can do the similar things, and Medea gets painted as the villain, and Jason is the hero, because powerful women are not allowed to have power unless they are a villain, Mm -hmm. unless they are a witch. And that's the whole narrative of where witches come from. Mm -hmm. And it's ridiculous. And also, these stories have been translated billions of times, and there's nothing to say that Medea was so overtly a villain in the original retellings of this, but the the patriarchy and uh, the Roman Catholic Church adopting these stories and the narrative, the Western, like, like the more modern Western narrative of a witch being planted on uh, ancient mythology in different places brings different connotations with what that means. And it's often, often in uh, adaptation and uh, retelling of myths and folklore from different regions of the world in a Roman Catholic lens or Christian lens, goddesses and gods and goddesses, but mostly goddesses are undermined to like monsters or witches because they may have been important uh, religious figures but they're not allowed to be because Jesus. Someone else, take it away. All right. <laughs> there was my lecture. Adding on to that, like, stick in the... Adding on to that, well, first of all, absolutely. Like, all of it. Um, second of all, adding on, um, I think there's... Uh, the idea that Medea's um, quote-unquote autonomy... Mm-hmm, um, as Rick writes it, I don't believe she has very much. But um, I think that her, the things she did um, are only considered, like, are, it is easy for society to put all the things she did into a box because she was doing it. Like, it, how do I, okay, okay, here we go, here we go. I think, here we go, guys. Here we go. I think um, looking at her deeds as done because of love and for a man is the most palatable thing for misogynistic society as a whole because it, it's, it gives the same energy as um, the Bechdel test when you watch TV or movies or read books, etc. Um, and you're like, do women ever do anything for themselves? Do women ever do anything that doesn't... Um, aggressively surround the presence of a man, you know, like it's the relationships between women, like, like, is there something not real about them because they don't ultimately concern men? Mm, Well, um, I think basing her actions, and this makes me mad, like basing her actions off of some sort of like reaction to something a man did, or like that is giving him the power in the situation. Um, that is saying that he is more influential than her, than anyone else, um, because he quote unquote prompted her to do all these things. And, um, that just, it it is so upsetting because 
there are obviously, you know, tens of, you know, hundreds, you know, of retellings of each myth. Um, and that's part of what makes mythology so fascinating. However, um, the ones in which, um, the one, the retellings in which, um, her motivation does not almost aggressively have to do with being in love or like, you know, something that centers Jason, um, are not given as much, you know, thought or are not given platforms or just are not, you know, brought to light because they're not as quote unquote palatable. And I think that is a very ugly and very overlooked manifestation of misogyny in classics. Yeah. And I, th I think that, um, there, that Jason and Medea's relationship is an important aspect to both of them as characters. And so they're, they are both important in each other's stories, but there's a way to have Jason be an important part of Medea's story and still center Medea. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, like, what we know about Medea is all in relationship to Jason. And that's, and that fact in of itself is important to her story. Mm -hmm. That her life is centered around Jason. And therefore, she experiences everything in consequence to his actions. I agree with everything you've been saying, and that was most of what I was going to say, but it's also interesting how, like, even in this book, Rick, like, it's obviously, like, Rick meant to write it so that Medea's whole role in the book is to, like, be around Jason, the other Jason. <laughs> Ava's carrying her sourdough bread out of the, <laughs> off the table right now. But, um, like, you know, it was definitely meant that, like, Medea's whole role in this book was messing with stuff in order to get... Jason's fate, like, Jason, lost hero Jason, um, to be what it needed to be. But then, like, in the next chapter, after they, like, fight Medea, which was, like, a good fight scene, but also just weird. Um, yeah. they, he a made little her, rushed. He made her so, yeah. so cliche villain. Yes. Like, I think at one point she literally is like, bah! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why'd you write someone like that? It is, um, it's very Maleficent. Yeah, it's so strange. And just like, Ba, 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 da, da, da. <laughs> yeah. So that was a, a stranger on the stranger side of fight scenes that we've seen in any book written by Rick, really. But um, like after that, Leo is like, like because you know Medea reveals that she was like manipulating the woman to kill Leo's mom. Yeah. And now yeah. Leo is pissed, and it's like, why? Like I, I understand why he wrote it so that she's still like fucking with children and like their childhoods and, like, their development and stuff, but, like, it is, like, with all the context of it, it just gets ickier. And I understand what he was going for and what he thought he was doing, but and the, the context surrounding her story, it just doesn't, it, it don't come off right. And the fact that it's it's written to be, like, oh, your name is also Jason? I yeah. hate all Jasons. It's just... So I killed Leo's mother. Like, yeah. Huh? It's just really, like, stupid. 
It's just kind of stupid, Rick. And she had something to do with Piper, too. Yeah. Oh, the assistant. Mm. Yes. Her dad's assistant. And honestly, that was the best use of her. I think Medea could have been a great overall villain that could have been fleshed out more. I don't, like, I am really interested in Medea's story, and I am very invested in it. Do I think Medea isn't a villain? No. I think I think Medea does awful things. Yeah. I think they're not necessarily I think they're justifiable, but I just they're explainable, Mm -hmm. but doesn't make them justifiable. Right. Is what I'm looking for. Agreed. The the biggest problem with how her story is told though is that we don't tell the story of men in the same way. That it's like it's it's about the double standard and how she is painted so strongly a villain. Whereas Zeus is painted great. Yeah. And Hercules... Hercules... Medea kills her kids. Uh-huh. That This is true. She yeah. does it. We don't, I don't think they actually touch upon that in these chapters. No. I think that was no, a little too... Do. do they? I think they mention it in one line. Okay. Piper's like, oh, this girl's really evil. And they're oh, like, yes, why? Yeah. And she's like, she killed her kids. Um, and I think, I think that's really the extent of the mention. Yeah. But Jace... Uh, but Hercules... Kills his entire family. Literally. Yeah. And he's great. Mm-hmm. And there's a also, Disney movie about him. like, reading these chapters, I was like, this book really just, like, in, when you're reading it without the full context of the entire Heroes of Olympus series, like, this book is just all women villains. <laughs> like, so, yeah. all of the so, villains yeah. are, like, the primary villains in this are, like, until, like, the very end when the wider plot is, like, revealed. Like, you just think, like, Hera evil. This lady's evil. Like, it is just a weird... Yeah. A weird choice. Yeah. Hera is presented as evil Gaia. in the beginning. Yeah. Gaia. Kione. Yep. Medea. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of female villains. Lots yeah. of female villains. Lots of them. I just have such an issue with Gaia being painted as evil. But that's I do story. as well, but I feel, think we will get into that. We'll get deeper some, other, some other time when we actually learn that she's the the villain at the end of this book. Yeah. All right, sad books. Um, I, I honestly think I'm sorry. At the very beginning, the, literally the first line you read was really funny to me. Um, like the the opening of chapter twenty seven um, was hysterical um i don't remember exactly what it said but i remember being like huh like thinking it was really good um it was some content sorry um it was so (laughs) i just like accidentally like slapped neve's shoe um but it was it was some comment about like i'll fight this weird princess later or something like that it was like of all the words to use to describe her so it was very humorous well my moment was uh your father's assistant Quite easy to manipulate. An organized mind for a mortal, but incredibly weak. Huh. I thought that was very funny. Damn. Oh, so true. All right. Offerings. Who wants it? Who wants to go? I will give my offering for Festus because he died. Me too. I was trying to think of a dip. No, I just got to give it. Yeah, 
Ugh, it's between Festus and Medea. That's the thing. You can give it to Medea, because no one... Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Like, she's just... Ugh. It's sad. Love her. <laughs> Stan. To a degree. Yeah. <laughs> Stan. Problematic thing. Yeah, literally problematic thing. Offerings are... Uh, votes off, I mean... <laughs> Uh, are very easy for me this week. It's Rick. Me as well. It is. Wow. Categorically being shoved off of the island. <laughs> what a place to pause. I burped. <laughs> I love to hear it. Very easy, very simple, strong message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This week. All right. That's all for this week, folks. Really is. Thanks for listening to our short lecture on Medea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week where we will be discussing chapters 31 through 34 through the theme of possession. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media. <laughs> I forgot. I'm sorry. The gasp was wet with. <laughs> Make sure to follow Follow us on all of our social media accounts. It's at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account at Rebel Store and a website, www.returntocamp.com. Yeah, we do. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.